You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, ready sisters? sisters? Sisters. Hey, sisters. How you doing? How are you goddamn doing? On this fine Monday morning. Mondays. TGIM. TG. TGIM. That's Love the okay, sis mantra. Yes, it is. Or motto. Not mantra. Motto. It could be a mantra. I'm Scout, for those if you don't know me. I am Madela. And we are the sisters behind OK Sis Podcast. And if you are a return listener, we fucking love you. We already love you. Slide into our DMs. We love you all, pretty much, is yep. what we're trying to say. Yep, this is true. The sisterhood is strong and alive. <laughs> um, How are you? You know what? I'm good. I, I have was not really feeling that well today. My allergies are out of control. The light in the office is giving me migraine after migraine. I've literally had three migraines this week. I don't know what's going on with me. You have always been prone to migraines, though. Oh, for sure. I've had migraines since I was, like, 12 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever had a migraine. Oh, my God. I get them all the time, and they're debilitating. Yeah. But I'm so used to them that, that I just you can keep... kind of power through. I power through them because I'm so... I mean, <sighs> I have to wear sunglasses inside a lot because my eyes are... And look so, like Anna Wintour. Yeah, my eyes are so sensitive to light. So if I'm looking out at a window, I'll get a headache. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm like next level sensitive to that and i have aura going on all the time aura yeah aura is when you see little squiggly lines and like Ooh. light stuff so I, I, it's all over right now i always have aura Ooh. i know it's not fun oh is that like um vertigo and no but like you i guess kind of similar but it's you just see little like squiggles squiggles it and like, like you're like tripping out like flashing lights like when you take a flash picture you know how you see that like imprint oh my God. it's kind of like that but like clear Scout. i've been to so many doctors for this you don't even know it feels like 
you're in a rave in your head right now. Yeah, this is me all the time. No one like no one listens to me. I have like legit health issues that no one listens to me about. Like, oh my god, there's a party going on in your head right now. It's not a party you want to be invited to. <laughs> believe me. <laughs> oh wow, poor Scout. Well. I used to say that all the time in my French class. I'm just really on a French kick these days. Yeah, you really are. Well, we took French for a hot sec. For a hot sec. It, it, and it lasted just that. Yeah, I was pretty good and then I forgot it all. Forgot it all. I can't. I did one whatever. year and it taught me a lot. I could like ha- carry a conversation with our grandma because our yeah. grandma speaks French, yeah. which is like the biggest waste that our grandma speaks Arabic and French and none of us know how to speak either. Because they just didn't speak it to us. I know. It's such a waste. Yeah. Um, okay. So I do want to pose a question to you. I've been thinking about this notion a lot. What are your thoughts on slow living and slowness? Yeah. So I'm not very slow. So it's it, weird because you kind of are. Oh, I'm, that's weird. You're so right. So I'm energetically very slow. Yes. I have very low energy constantly. Yes. I am tired and, all the time. And I'm energetically on a fucking another planet. But I like don't pause no you know what no I do pause a lot because I do a lot of gratitude that's slow living mm-hmm. I meditate that's slow living I do try to revel in the moment a lot as you know I celebrate all of our little wins I get really excited about everything I'm really present in the moment with stuff like that um but like slow living no I drive up to LA every single week that's not slow living yeah I've been just thinking about it and if it's if I'm more so just feeling guilty about not having a slowness practice or I'm or I am and it just is it's uh just okay are you gonna speak I'm sorry I'm trying to think of the word it's just like formulate you're such a bitch sorry it's just like crystallizing in a different way for me okay but if you're gonna like I don't want to introduce another idea or philosophy into our lives if we're gonna feel shame around it like yeah. There's, yeah, like why why I don't know, I just people keep talking about it and I I just been thinking like do I live a slow life? What does that mean? Why do, you do need- I need it? I mean, yes, it could be nice to just Well, the only time I do practice slowness is in the mornings. I'm I would rather do a 6 a.m. workout than a 7 a.m. workout. So 7 a.m. I could still get to work on time. It's fine, but a 6 a.m. workout I just have I can you take time. my time. I don't need to rush. Then if I, you know, I have an extra 10 minutes, like it's so nice to be slow in that moment. So in that regard, I do practice slow living. I think if you employ one part of your day to slow living, I think we're all doing fabulous. Great. That's my opinion on it. I'm glad we're up on the new, the new uh, wellness trends. Oh God. They just keep coming one (laughs) after the other and I have to figure out how to balance them into my life and I'm going crazy. So what's that Instagram post we did? Like trying to keep up with your social life, your text messages, your work, your work, like literally everything. It's Kendall Jenner, like being uh, a little rolling her eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's too much. It's to the point where we're not slow anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with the amount of slow living I implement into my daily life. Great. Okay, that's that's all I needed to know. Success, success. Um, word of the word of the week. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. Look at me. Okay, this is a great word. This is a great word because I really want to employ it in my uh, daily vocabulary. Moxie. Moxie. What does it mean? It means force of character, determination, or nerve. So she has a lot of moxie. You have a lot of moxie. Hell yeah, I do. You are a moxie. moxie, Maddie. You are a moxie chick. I fucking love this word. I'm quietly moxie. Yes. 
And you're loudly moxie. This is correct. Yeah, that's where we differ. Yeah. I just think this word is so stellar. It's a really good one. You're right. It's a very good one. It sounds like what it means. I should write it in a poem. Oh, dear. I should write a poem with all of our word of the weeks. Now, I know my haikus really failed. I tr- I sat down to write a haiku about okay oh, sis. Geez. It, oh no, I couldn't. You don't want to read it for us, Matt? No, I couldn't even. I couldn't even put the first sentence. I I couldn't even do five syllables. I couldn't do it. Oh, okay. I, I just failed miserably. Okay. I need. You know what? But prac- I need to practice. That's that's what I learned yeah. from the skinny confidential. I need to just keep you know going and fi- uh, you know falling down and getting back up. Yep, there you go. Yeah, my haiku practice. <laughs> oh my god, maybe you don't need a haiku practice. Let's just like let's like take one I just, step back. I kind of just I think I want to be a person that writes haikus. You know what I mean? That's well, I'm person. a person that writes poetry, but I don't write haikus. Haikus are so much cooler. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. I've never written one really. I probably have like for like an eighth grade project or something like oh, that. Oh, they're so they're so cool. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. One we day can, we'll write a note case as haiku together. One day. One day. All right. Our guest, guys. Get ready. We have Sarah Larson Levy, the founder of Y Seven Studios. If you guys uh, live in LA and New York, I think they they probably have one in the middle. Oh no, they're opening one up um, in the in uh, I think the Midwest, but. They are a hip-hop hot yoga studio. She created it first in New York and expanded to L.A., which is the one that I visit every Wednesday morning. I go to their hip-hop yogas, and she was such a fucking delight, you guys, to interview. I mean, definition of a rad chick. Oh, definition of a rad chick. I mean, anyone that's disrupting the yoga space in a modern, fresh way is super in the books. And talk about a quote-unquote saturated space in the boutique fitness industry. And she has just tapped into something so cool, and people flock to these classes. No, I took one with you. I woke up at 5 a.m. to take one with you, which was great, and I thoroughly enjoyed myself. It's it, it's the best way to wake and up. And I'm really picky with my yoga classes. Yeah. It's fun. Very picky. It's very, very fun. At first, I was like... Hip-hop and yoga, like, that's such a contradiction. But when you're actually in the flow of things, it really works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You really you really don't expect it. And then Kendrick Lamar starts booming, and you're like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Yes, Kendrick yes. Lamar. Um, No, but she was she was so amazing. She talked about... I mean, she's she, a true entrepreneur. True. And, um, you know, she's so real and honest, and she talked she's about... She's very relatable. Like, I felt yeah. like we were just hanging with a friend. Yeah. Um, she talked about starting off, obvi- starting it, growing it, you know, uh, how it is really to even just grow a business and it's and not just mm-hmm. a yoga studio, but a business. And, um, it's wow. She was, she was killer. Yeah. You guys are going to love this one. Yes. Enjoy sisters. Enjoy sisters. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. 
Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Sarah Larson-Levy is the co-founder and CEO of New York-based yoga company Y7 Studios and a 200-hour registered yoga teacher. After five years living in NYC, Sarah traded in her job in fashion to devote her time to growing Y7. Sarah, along with her husband and co-founder Mason, have successfully opened 10 yoga studios to date, bringing the sweat-dripping, beat-bumping, candlelit yoga experience from Brooklyn to Manhattan to Los Angeles. Y7 Studio has continued its expansion with four studio openings in early 2018 with locations in Silver Lake, Tribeca, Meatpacking, and Bryant Park. So without further ado, Sarah. Hi guys. Thank you for having us. So cool. 
Like wow. What did you just say? She's so cool. Oh yeah, she's rad. Yeah. So I mean, much. we wouldn't we wouldn't have her on the case if she wasn't cool. Yeah, that's good the point. like I try. criteria. Good point. You're right. You're right. So, um, disclaimer: I'm a huge Y7 fan. As I was telling you before we started recording, yes, I go every Wednesday morning for the uh, Hip Hop Wednesdays. That's right. It's the best. Um, and I took Scout once. We went to the '90s Hip Hop class because so good. Scout is like, or no, it was like early 2000s. It was whatever. Early 2000s. Yeah, and yeah. Scout is like a huge Usher fan, so we were like, they didn't play Usher, but it was okay because the music. It was, was like ludicrous. So on point. It was. I mean. It was just a whole different time back then. Right? A better time. We call it it the bar mitzvah music. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, like like that. Totally. Yes. Insane. Like Like 50 cent. 99, 2000, 2001. Yeah. Yes. The best times. 100%. Amazing. Okay. So let's do a round of grand fixations. I'll start. Yeah. So mine is kind of a rebirth of a current fixation. I used to be obsessed with um, Doc Martens about... Oh yeah, seven, eight, eight years ago, and I had the low tops, I had the ankle boots, and I really wanted like thigh high docks, but I Ew. never found any. Um, anyways, this trip to New York, I only brought my docks, my low top docks, and I've been wearing them every single day, and I'm just like getting all nostalgic about how much I love Doc Martens. I used to have velvet black Doc Martens she, because she wanted to be like me. I wanted to be like I'm you, Scout. How weird was that, though, that they made velvet no, ones? No, they I make mean, it's a choice, but I, I agree. I, I For footwear, it's a weird choice. <laughs> so no, they weird. make, like, all sorts of stuff. I know, but it was just, like, I I was not a Doc Martin girl, but I, I feel like I wanted to be like you, so I did a little, like, spin. I had, like, a little bit of a grungy Yeah, you were, like, the emo phase. girl. Yeah, so I was, like, rocking my docs, and I'm really happy I have brought them out for a spin this last week. Amazing. All power to you. Thank you. Okay, my current fixation... Everyone probably knows Summer Fridays is a great skincare brand, and I'm sure everyone has their cult classic, the Jet Lag Mask, which is like a hydrating mask. can be used as an overnight mask, can be used as a moisturizer. It's like super, super hydrating and amazing. Um, but they just came out with a new mask called um, R&R. It's like their rose mask, and it's like a little exfoliating, but it also has like a facial oil element to it. And... It smells like a rose garden, and I am all about the rose. You love scent rose. life. Like, oh my god, I can I could just live in like rose buds. I don't know. All right, noted. Right. right. <laughs> so their new, yeah, their new mask. It's out in Sephora. Um, I just got the sample and I put it on, and it just like oh feels like a feels so good. Are on you your gonna face. take the commitment? Are you gonna make? I think, the I'm gonna, I'm, I think I'm gonna purchase. I mean, I'm just such a sucker. As I, as everyone knows, I'm such a sucker for. Mads is a slave to capitalism. A slave to Instagram skincare capitalism. Oh, I completely understand because yeah. any ad I get served, I'm like, what is this? I need seven. Yeah. Yes. yes. Not That's one, me. and see if I like it. No, I me. want all of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Literally. It's I, disgusting. It's disgusting. I find myself I, every day is a new, a new product. I'm new like, adventure. Oh, I, have have I have to get it. So yeah, that's my new one. The new current fixation, of course. But, um, everyone should check it out. Okay. That's good. Love it. Okay. Sarah. All right. Um, oh gosh. What am I fixated on right now? Um, oh, I'm a, obsessed 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 with this self-tanning water Ooh, what okay i'm not i've never i'm getting (laughs) older as happens with time as it passes as it does and 
in order to, you know, slow down some of that aging, I'm like, I cannot be so tan all the time. Like, I have to, like, I'm a bad sunscreen wearer. It's like, I don't burn. Mm. So for me, it's like, I, I'm not, it's sunscreen's not always at the top of my list. Got it. So there is this tanning. So I had my first foray into self tanning. Okay. <laughs> Literally last week. Oh and now God. I can't stop. Oh my God. It's called Isle of Paradise and it's this tanning water and it comes in three colors and this, it's like this gradual like tan and it's you can water. Look, it's what do you water. You drink it's it? like, no, no, no. Can it's like a spray. You? It's like a mist. Got it. Got it. Got it. Oh, okay. Okay. okay great. Yeah. No, great. Wouldn't it be great? If you yeah. I was like, you're drinking self-tanner. What's going on? That's a great idea. Someone needs to invent that tanning water, but it's like you spray it on like you would like mist your face with like a setting spray, whatever. Okay. Got it. And so you're really able to like coat your body. It's like not all this smelly lotion. Yeah, but it's like but really it's, easy. It's not and sticky. It doesn't feel no. It's not sticky. So you're almost like confused because you're yeah. like, is there enough? Okay, um, okay. Because that that was my main thing with self tanner. It was always so sticky. I couldn't. Yeah, no, I, I would have to wait like 20 minutes before putting on clothes. It was such an ordeal. No, it wasn't like that. I was like, oh it was dry. Gosh. And I was like standing there like butt naked in my bathroom. I'm like, I guess I can put a robe on. Like, am I okay? Wow. Like, I don't know what to do. And you've seen results? I love it. I love it. Wow. It's I've never tried thing. a self tanner. So this might be this. the one to convert me. Yes. I'm using the light because I don't want to go too crazy. But mm. they have three different shades. It's like light, medium, you dark. You have a really nice like, complexion yeah, color though. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Like natural. It's all natural bronze. Well, hello. Self tanning water. <laughs> I love tanning water. It's there. great. You look great. The cure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get into Y7 because I'm just like too excited. So let's start from the beginning. Okay. What is your background? We mentioned that you were in fashion. Like, how yeah. did you bridge that gap and where did Y7 even start? Yeah. So, Y7 was kind of a really serendipitous thing that just happened. Um, I was probably. It's around when I was like 25, 26, living in the city, looking for something to, you know, supplement my normal, like, you know, quick walk on the treadmill. I'm not really a gym goer. I do it so I can eat more. Um, so it's <laughs> a lot amazing. of like, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's not at the top of my list of things to do. But, you know, I love the idea of yoga. I love the mind-body connection. I love everything it stands for. I love the fact that, like, you know, these movements are connected with your breath and it all has a really it's just a full body experience. It has mental benefits, physical, all of that. So I tried a bunch of different studios around the city and I just could not for the life of me, like find one that I liked. I was either bored out of my mind or I had no idea what the instructor was talking about. Or it was like, I was under like six blankets for an hour while we chanted. And I was like, I don't know (laughs) what it just wasn't what I was looking for. And there's nothing. And I want to be very clear there is nothing wrong with practicing that kind of way. Like it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting what I wanted out of it and I wasn't getting a consistent experience. So what Y7 is, it's really just an experience that I created for myself. It's everything that I wanted out of the yoga class. I wanted to move. I wanted to sweat. I wanted to listen to really great music. I didn't want to stare at myself in a mirror in these awkward twisting poses that are not natural. I didn't want anyone else looking at me. Like I didn't want to look at the teacher. I, you know, for me, it was a lot of this distraction that was taking away from everything that yoga is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. it. I mean, I love when businesses develop out of empathy and they come from just you trying to solve a need in your own mm-hmm. life, which I which I really admire. And Y7 to me 
you know, we, uh, Scout and I actually did a 200 hour teacher training when we were in high school of all things. And we did hot, we were like hot yoga enthusiasts. I will only go to hot yoga. And I remember hearing about Y7 and I was like, wait, like hip hop music, EDM, like popular music. Like it's not going to be like some mellow, like ohms in the background. And I was a little hesitant to see what that experience was like, but it, it was it enhanced it so much and just made it more fun. It wasn't as serious, if and that it, makes sense. Yeah, and it, I think listen, I think there's so many great studios that already do that. Like yeah. if you want that um chanting a little bit slower, more mm. traditional experience, there are so many studios that do that in a really amazing way. Yeah. This, you know, Y seven is really for me and the person who was like you know, a little bit when I would go into those studios, I was, I always felt like I didn't belong there. Mm. Like I was already excluded because I wasn't wearing, you know, my, <laughs> my gym wardrobe consisted of like, you know, leggings and sports bras from Target that were like 10 years old and had holes in them. Like yeah. I wasn't like, you know, buying $90 leggings and all this stuff. And mm. I don't know. I just felt very self-conscious during the whole thing. You know, I wasn't breathing loud enough I didn't know you know the chance at the beginning of the end of class and already like to feel excluded at that point yeah and to kind of already feel on the outside of something where it's really supposed to be about you yeah and where your body is at just doesn't feel good yeah and Y7 doesn't feel pretentious you know and that's what I love about it it doesn't but you also get all of the benefits of yoga in the yeah. same realm. It's it's really special Thank what you've you. created. Thank you. We wanted to make it really inclusive. So yeah. with the darkness and the no mirrors and the candlelight, like it doesn't matter what your body looks like. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're flexible. That's like the number one thing I hear. People are like, well, I'm not flexible or I'm not spiritual enough. I'm mm. like, those are things that come with practicing. You don't come. Those aren't prerequisites. Like you don't come in, you know, with those things. Right. Yeah. Like no one comes in, you know, able to do like the perfect crow pose like you get that because you're doing chaturangas constantly you're doing all these prep poses to get there Mm. and that's the point it's a practice absolutely so we wanted to like eliminate all of those preconceived notions that people have about yoga and really come into a space that was super clean Mm. nothing was being you know no symbols or colors or like strong incense that was being kind of thrown at you in order to like take your focus away from what is really happening, which is the yoga experience, which is also all about you and what you want out of it. Totally. So you kind of identified a gap in the yoga studio market. Talk, talk to us about, or walk us through the process of having an idea to opening a studio and then actually opening a studio because that's a huge that's a big yeah. step yeah. it's a big step and really truthfully like there is no way i ever could have done it if it wasn't in new york why is why that? is that because new york has all of these like creative like co-working spaces so you know the pop-up space was found off craigslist it was wow. a recording studio that just had an empty room and was looking to make a couple extra hundred bucks on the weekend wow that was all and you know it was a recording studio had no windows so it was perfect Mm. Perfect. oh my gosh yeah and then when we were looking for you know the first permanent space we went into this artist loft in williamsburg it was 300 square feet and it fit eight mats and you know our next door neighbor was she used it for her pottery studio and the room next door the guy used as a voiceover studio there was a girl who did eyelash extensions because you don't need like these full ground floor like crazy spaces Mm -hmm. so I don't I mean I think now with co-working spaces being a lot more relevant but 
five and a half years ago, like that wasn't, it wasn't the case. Like New York was one of the only places where you could really do that and where people are cool to kind of stumble into these little like off color places, right? Totally. Like where like yeah. meds are like, it's a little weird in here, but whatever. But whatever. Um, it's New York. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, so what made you want to expand to the West Coast? Um, so <laughs> that was, I get asked that a lot. It's a really interesting question. Cause I think <laughs> if I had to do it again, I wouldn't have gone there so quickly okay. just because it's hard to manage a business coast to coast. Yeah, absolutely. It's really tough, but you know, we did a pop up with, um, Rebecca Minkoff, who is one mm. of our clients when she opened her store on, uh, Melrose. And so we were there for about a week and a half, um, running pop up classes and we were received so well, mm. we were charging for them and, all of that. So we, one of my friends in real estate, he found us a space and I had actually had in the three months prior, five of my teachers from New York had moved out to LA for different reasons. Oh, wow. So very for relationships, yeah. for like job opportunities, for school. So I was able to open kind of with a starting lineup of teachers and I didn't even, hi- I didn't have to hire, you know, so they That's were able perfect. to, you know, they didn't carry the whole schedule for, you know, permanently but it was like that was part of the deal it was like hey I'm gonna need you guys like we'll start with a lighter schedule but while we hire and we train and stuff like I'm gonna need you guys to like carry the schedule Mm -hmm. and they did Mm. so that was really really nice because it was like they they'd already gone through the training in New York they knew what was going on they knew what was expected of them they knew how to speak about the brand and what Mm -hmm. to expect out of the class so it made it a really really easy transition and we have a lot of clients who are bi-coastal too so yeah it was nice that having good experience in both spots yeah um, also, just for everyone listening, the location is prime. Yeah, like so you, good. Whew, not only because I can walk there, but also because it is just on the best side of Melrose. I and you got Alfred. So, you got, we got so lucky. Oh, it is, is such a good location. That it's, little it corner is like, popping off, and it gets like it's far enough away from like Melrose, Melrose place. Melrose. Yeah, oh, yes, where exactly. you're still able to find parking, and it's not so so congested. Yeah. so it's you know, it's I love nice. it. So Thank you, you co-founded this with your husband. I did. What's it like working with your husband? Yeah, we got to We got to Oh, it's talk the about. fucking worst. He doesn't oh. work. He actually doesn't work here anymore, so He doesn't? No, no, no. He Wait, um, so what happened? He so I I had a full-time job for the first 2 years of Y7. Oh, okay. wow. That's a key. So I left my job and this was never supposed to be like a real business and like it was just this is our side project and like yeah. our little like passion thing that we really cared about and was he into yoga before? Yeah. Was it? Okay. Yeah. So you guys were um, both Yeah, we both, like, were. He more so is able to, like, I mean, he was able to go to Bikram class and get through them. I was, like, dead on the floor, like, halfway through. I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I cannot. hated I've Bikram. never been to Bikram. It was so culty. Well, and, and they so don't let you leave. They don't you're let not, you leave. I almost you don't, passed You're out. not allowed to drink any water. You're yeah. not allowed to leave. I'm like, let me out. No, it's terrible. So it's, it's really miserable. I've never, I've done it. Don't I, I don't want to. I have no interest and in trying Some people love it, and I... I think All it's great. Team. Like I could never, and like I'm so impressed with people who go. There are people who go every day, and I'm. Like, it's just I like it's also just not a good experience. It's fluorescent lighting, and it's not cute. I don't fluorescent know. Lighting, it's, yeah, or at least really the one in San Diego bright. I went to was like mirrors, w- mirrors, fluorescent light. You look like you're in an office. Right. It's miserable. <laughs> it's not. Listen, I think if anyone who can do it, I'm like so impressed because it's yeah. an hour and a half long. It's yeah. an hour it's and a half. Hour it's the same poses. Twenty six poses. Yep, it's the same poses every time. And like I think you have to have such discipline and like That's really tough. That just ain't me. That's so, wild. That just um, So that your just husband went to Bikram. So yeah, he was able to like he Get like it. I was the one who was like, I don't like this. 
Like, I was like the little complaining one. I was like, I don't want to go. <laughs> um, so, you know, he had to make something to make me happy. So, um, but oh my gosh. yeah, so he, I left my job in March of 2015. He left his, um, ar- like end of summer 2015 because mm. we wanted to grow and expand it. We were like, well, you know, we were both in jobs that we could kind of go back to that like career path if we wanted. Mm. Um, it wasn't like we were missing out on like new, I don't know new stuff you know right that's actually really important i don't think about that like people when they go on entrepreneurial ventures they think like oh this is it if it you know knock on wood fails like this is it my life is over right. it's like, no you can go back yeah, to your career. i mean i think it depends on it's the a, industry right, it depends on the career so it's a hundred percent depends on your industry you're very privileged like that you have i that. was yeah. you know i was an account executive at the time and for me it was right you know i it wasn't like, oh, if I, you know, leave, I'll have to take a step back. Sure. So, sure. you know, and I had done it. So the long risk was was calculated. Right. And I had, you know, it had been almost two years that doing it on I the was side. doing That's both. So yeah. I had, I didn't sound like I left right away and was like, ah. It was sort of like, okay, I feel confident enough that this is successful. I'm ready to leave. So then, um, y- yeah, your husband, so how did he... He left, too, because I was like, I can't do this by myself. And he actually really wasn't happy in his job. So he was like, mm-hmm. cool, I'm out. Cool. Um, and, you know, we worked together for up until, like, probably around this time last year. And mm-hmm. he made the choice to kind of step back because it just, like, it, it was it was really hard. And mm-hmm. he has a super, like, he's truly, like, the real entrepreneur of the two of us like he was the one who was like okay let's get an LLC I'm like what <laughs> I was like how do you do that he's like oh I already got one I'm like excuse me yeah like how do you do that like how yeah. do you know how to do that I'm so confused so yeah. he was like really good at like he's very very good at like the taking start. action on like those steps whereas I would have sat there for probably three more years and been like oh, I really want a yoga studio and like <laughs> yeah. yeah no so he, <laughs> like, he talked about it so, <laughs> yeah he was a huge instrumental part of really getting this off the ground and he's a builder mm. like he really likes to build things I think you know oh I love that I think I'm a builder yeah he I likes like that, to build I like that things add, and add I'm a builder down, he's someone yeah. who's I mean, I don't know if this is, you know, if they've like, I don't know how LLCs work. This <laughs> sound really smart right now. But he has. Don't worry, we don't like know either. He has probably like six registered in Delaware under like different companies that he started like th- throughout the last like. He's a true entrepreneur. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. So he's always had these little like side projects and stuff yeah. that he's worked on. So, you know, it was just kind of time. Like it was, you know, we have investors now there are people we do have to answer to we do have a team like we are accountable to show up every day at the office and that's just like not him he just kind of wants to do what he wants and like that's great for I think certain stages of a business and it just at a certain point was not working and I think you know he really recognized that and I think when we're we're at a point in the business now where our main focus is really like development and strategy and you know neither one of us come with like a brick and mortar background mm. you know this is yeah. it's real estate yeah it's a real estate business mm-hmm. you know it's finding those yeah, new locations you don't think about that. yeah you don't think about yeah. that when it's brick and mortar and he's a tech guy like he's an innovator yeah. he's like very into product so um he's actually starting a new company look at it goes what a- to market in july very so cool stay tuned for stay that tuned. um so i want to talk about the structure of the class so sure. obviously it's very different from anything that we've seen in 
in yoga. I mean, obviously there's the vinyasa side of it, but did you come up with the structure? Did you have your teacher training at the time you started it? Like, how did you train the instructors to teach a certain way? Um, I did not have any teacher training, um, but I knew enough about yoga of like what kind of poses and things like that. And it was really meant to be like, there's no like real formula for how we really did it. We just wanted it to be like, we knew we wanted it to be a build, right? So you hit that Mm -hmm. peak of class at that third flow on your own. You're like kind of dying, but then that song comes (laughs) on. You're like, okay, like fine. I'll keep going. Like whatever. And and we wanted it so we wanted it to be a progression like any yoga class has right there's always a peak pose mm-hmm. so we knew we wanted it to be a progression but we wanted it to be moving enough where it felt like there wasn't any time that you were like sitting in something too long where you're like okay like let's get let's, let's get, get to the, the next yeah like yeah. let's move along here so that's kind of where the and three is just like i don't know a number so for us it like made a lot of sense like mm. the first round is alignment so you're the teacher is kind of walking you through the pose where you're supposed where your body is supposed to be in space you know knee uh, you know directly above the ankle things like that like yeah. make sure you're looking at your feet like where you are the second round is to get you moving in that sort of flow like state which is the one breath one movement so you're going through again and then the reason we have the flow on your own and what that really is for is because since we're open level um that's the opportunity for beginners to maybe take a child's pose that they're like fuck please no more right. i need a break yeah. but they want to continue to do the rest of the class right yeah. um they you can take a break or if someone's injured you can eliminate something you, you know you can take mm-hmm. something out and that the more advanced students can add something in you can add in binds you can add inversions arm balances things like that mm-hmm. and i think that's really important too because it's your body you can kind of push yourself as much as you want and what i think is really cool about it is like I did a headstand for the first time, not even planning to like go up. You know, I was just like lifted my leg, lifted my other leg, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And then I fell over because I was so excited. That's oh God, that's, that's how I that's how I first did a headstand. I was like, "Let's just do it," and yeah, then I and then you just do you, you just do it, it and you're yeah. just being prompted to it. Yeah. But I think it's a different way because it's dark. You're like people fall all the time in class. Yeah. Like you hear thuds yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it's like no one gives a shit. Like yeah. nobody cares. Yeah. But I think that's really cool because, you know, when I was going to a little bit more traditional classes, I was like, it's leveled out, right? Mm. You're like, do I, do, am I, am I ready? Yeah. Hmm. And it's kind of like you, which I think prohibits people from trying things because they're like, oh, I'm not ready, right? But if you're already there and, you know, you're halfway to crow pose and it's like lift the other leg and all of a sudden just dip it. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. So. I want yoga teachers are so fascinating to me because they really have to do a multitude of things. They have to guide someone Mm -hmm. through a physical practice. They have to guide them through a mental practice and they have to hold space for whatever that person came onto the mat there for. And so it's such a transformative experience when you go to a yoga class and have a teacher that is just on point and you're vibing with them. So what do you look for when you hire yoga teachers? So the main thing that we look for is that presence Mm -hmm. and the ability to hold space in the room. We have sample sequencing. We have a whole library of sequencing. We have a whole library of music. Those things, I think, can be taught. They can be worked on, and they can always progressively improve. Mm. You have to have that thing where you can hold space in a room. It's not this, like, it's not a tangible quality, and that's what we really look for when we audition is really, like, here's the sequence. We're handling the music you need to teach and our teachers more so because there's no room to demo. 
Mm, There's no mirrors. You have to be so strong in your verbal cueing. And think about this. Like if in yoga, like it's just the body. There's, you can't rely on the resistance to push the class, right? If you're the instructor, you're having an off day and you're like, everyone turn up their resistance. You know, everyone is still working hard. Even if your energy might be a little lower, if you're feeling sick, you can rely on the resistance and the push to do that like uphill. Mm. Mm -hmm. Whereas yoga, if like your entire room drops down a child's pose because it's a 6.15 a.m. class and people are fucking tired, you have to bring them back up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to control that room. You control the energy. It's your space. And, you know, for me, like I'll drop into child's pose anytime I want, but it's only because I maybe need to catch my breath for a second. It's not because I want to hang out there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, if a whole room of, and maybe it's, you know, a smaller class, maybe it's like 10 people and everyone's in child's pose. You can't leave them there. Mm-hmm. You have to bring their energy back up. You hold that space. Absolutely. And that's what we really look for because that's, I think, what makes a really successful teacher. And that's what people need. You have to be the motivator in there because there is nothing else. Yeah. I mean, when we did our teacher training, I mean, we and I want to ask you about why you decided to t- do yours. Because for us, it was more so just to learn more about ourselves and about the practice and about the history really about mm-hmm. yoga yeah, um, I had no intention of teaching yeah like it was more so just for I our actually, knowledge I actually hated teaching no okay so that that's kind of what what I wanted to get to is like I felt like I was just memorizing a script like yeah. at the basis it's like you could anyone can really teach you can just memorize well, a script. I, I, but it's this as you were saying this other quality of being able to inspire and make people move and be excited to be there and again like yeah i mean i go at 6 15 a.m every wednesday and olivia shout out to olivia she better like like get me up get me awake or else i'm gonna be in shavasana the whole time like so it does take that that type of personality what were you gonna say i was gonna say that i felt as if so we went through the whole Mm -hmm. teacher training program i did not feel equipped to teach, to teach. A yoga yeah class. so it's interesting that you say that so i did i did my teacher training um and for me it was very like informational so it was yes. fine yeah for me it was sort of like you know when my teachers are coming to me and we're working on sequencing because there are just transitions in y7 that don't work mm-hmm. warrior one to warrior two you have to change the entire base of your feet mm-hmm. you have to change your base it doesn't work in a flow class it just doesn't, right? Like, you don't want someone to be off balance, their hips to be in the wrong place. It yeah. just doesn't work. It's too big of a transition to do. It's not wrong, but you have to set it up correctly. Right. And it's just, so, you know, we just, like, don't do that. Mm. Again, not because it's wrong, but because there's just not enough time to really break down the transition. Mm. So, you know, I really wanted to be able to speak more to that, not just because, like, it doesn't feel good or it's annoying. Mm. You know, like I wanted to be able to speak to more of like the anatomical cues, like what the poses are good for and how to, you know, have conversations with my instructors about smart sequencing and why we're doing things. And so I was, I did it for more so of like, again, like personal knowledge and, you know, being able to create a really seamless experience for the client. Yeah. The anatomy part of it. I loved learning about that. Yeah. I, it's super interesting and yeah. like where your body and is just, supposed to be in space. I, and I think that and it like makes it more about like a science rather right. than an art, which I, I'm like more of a pragmatic person. So seeing it in that light, it mm-hmm. made me realize just how much it's like about our bodies. Yeah. And, the and physical. you're not just like stretching, right? Yeah. Like it's, so there's That's more, so interesting more because to it than that. I got out of yoga <laughs> teacher training, like, 
the history of yoga and Ayurveda, Ayurveda more of the yeah. spiritual chakras and chakras. Such. Yeah, then like that's the kind of well, that's the I stuff that uh, yeah, you probably remember that stuff because that's who you are, I and know, I remember the anatomy. Yeah, that's yeah. it's interesting yeah. to see yeah. what we both took and away from it. You know, for I my teacher training was great, but we didn't start actually practice teaching until I did an intensive, so I did a four week intensive. Okay, mm-hmm. we didn't start practice teaching until like the middle of the second week or the middle of the third week Mm. i never ever practice taught any more than two poses in a row wow and that is how are you supposed to be ready all of that is basically just like rote memory right yeah Yeah. so when we did our teacher training program um hillary is our director of continuing education and she's fantastic and she created the curriculum and her and i worked really closely um to make sure that it stood apart in the sense that you start teaching the very first day of your teacher training. That's very at smart. Oh, because that's what's great. the point? Yeah. You want to be able to like speak clearly. And it's about those transitions, not just like bring people into a pose and like be like, okay, look down at your knee, make sure it's at a 90 degree angle. You're in warrior two. Yeah. Look out it over your suck. fingertips. Like you have to tell people how to get there. Yeah. And like the transition is such a big part There's, of the pose. Like yeah. that's the movement part, right? There's such a language around it right. and a lexicon that just doesn't exist yeah. in other I in remember other for our final, we had like, we chunked up us, uh, we like divided the class up into chunks and each person got a different chunk. And so it was my turn to do my like three poses or whatever. <laughs> and I get up to the front and I swear to fucking God, my mind draws the most because you have stage fright it's like a performance but i've never gotten stage fright really i know but it's but i got everything went blank yoga name and i look over at my sister and my sister's like doing the pose (laughs) for me and i'm like got it and i got into it and this is why we're sisters (laughs) you need like your yoga persona that yeah you you know like the sasha it can be your version of sasha fierce yes oh look at that yeah so at that moment i was like maybe this isn't for me <laughs> it's also i think like i don't feel i think you know i think teachers like anyone who teaches anything i think they really have something special and like yeah. i don't really like i admire people who have that because i don't really have that in me i'm not like have you taught a class at y7 yet no i've <gasps> never taught would wow, you ever so would you ever teach or no i mean i don't feel like i need to it's also a little bit different because like this brand is not about me Hmm. like i'm the founder of it but it's not about me and we don't let i mean none of our teachers speak about themselves in the way that you know they don't walk into class or like i was walking here today and i was getting my coffee and i was you know thinking about this like it's not about them Mm. it's about the client and that's what i want to make sure like really really retains its authenticity it's like it's about the people in that room who came to their mat It's not about the person leading the class and what they're going through and like all this like guru-ness. If you want to take that from them, great. But it's also like, you know, if someone's having a fucking shitty day and you start talking about your breakup, it's like, no, I don't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's hard. It's a hard line to draw because so much of yoga is based off of like personal experience. And I think a lot of people get into teaching yoga for personal reasons Mm -hmm. or a big life change and things like that, which I think is so wonderful. But you don't know what's going on with those 30 people in the room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole point of us is being really accessible and inclusive to everybody like you can, you know what? You can eat meat in my classes. I don't care. You can be meat eaters. You don't have to be a vegetarian. Like, I've been in classes yeah. where, you know, 
I've had an instructor just talk about being a vegan and how anything else was like uh, against yeah. yoga. And I was like, oh my God. And I just felt like, I felt I'm like, icky. I don't know. I felt like icky. I was like, I feel bad about myself. Like, why am I here? Like, I clearly don't belong here. Like, I will never stop eating meat. Like, that's just, yeah. I and I'm, I'm here to tell you, like, that does resonate in the classes because, and the thing, what I also love is there is this kind of modern twist too. Cause yeah, yoga, definitely. yoga can seem, ancient it can seem totally. antiquated and with y7 you know they talk about you know social media breaks and how we should you know if you're just kind of having a day where you're just throwing through instagram like why don't you take a step back and have this mind you know they really resonate relate it back to like what i'm dealing with in and that day and it's you know and you guys did your training but yeah. it's the same thing right it's going back to like the sutras Mm-hmm. And the sutras are like so relatable to everyday things. But if I say sutra, like, yeah, no, if like you no don't know that unless you've studied yoga, yeah, or unless you went through your teacher training. So if you were like, it's like sutra two point one, <laughs> you immediately alienate half the class yeah. and shut off, mm-hmm. and that's not fair. Yeah. So like, why not relate it to something like applicable, right? Absolutely. When my impression of Y seven, since I I only went once, but it was it was it was like I was a little jarred at first because i'm used to mirrors right and i'm not used to hip-hop totally music so i was like what is going on here <laughs> but by the middle of it when i did my own flow i was like i get it like this i'm energized but i'm also at peace with myself and i feel like you don't think me. you're gonna be at peace but you are I feel and like now me. when i go back to another yoga studio i'm like wait where's the where's the Kendrick like it just it really works it works with yoga and no one has put that to do so let's talk about the music so obviously music is a huge driver on Y7 is it more so just for like the energizing aspect of it or what what was that about for you so for me I mean music for me is such a powerful motivator Mm -hmm. and it has the ability to flip me into like any mood yeah you know I have my Mm -hmm. playlists for everything totally I have my, like, going out with my girls, my, like, getting ready, my, like, mellow, like, I've had a really stressful day. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I want to, like, I mean, I don't take baths, but, like, what would be what a would bath? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, I don't like baths, but, yeah, like, yeah, you know, well, yeah. a long shower. A long um, shower. What would be that playlist? Great. Or what would be something that, like, I'm cooking? I don't know. Yeah. I just have, like, yeah. a playlist for everything. Mm. And what I really noticed is that when I had, like, when I was listening to someone that, like, gave me like this inner power like inner fire like I worked harder I did more and why not do that with yoga it just it it wasn't trying to be like I'm like oh I'm gonna break all the rules like it wasn't really like that it was just so like you know when I think it's true with any workout like when it gets to that point of class and they want you to like turn up the resistance or like turn up the speed on your treadmill and like it's you know you have one minute to like go Go all out on like a boxing bag like Mm -hmm they turn on a the music yeah yeah so and like it's like the beat drop and it's right and like that's yeah. like for me it's like again like I don't really like working out so I'm really lazy <laughs> so like by the time we, you know after we're done with one breath one movement in the third floor like half the time I'm like mm, I could just do a child's pose it's yeah. fine and then someone will turn on that song I'm like oh fuck okay yeah. I'm like no, I don't want to sit you. still during this song yeah that's what it was right? it, it helps like the vinyasa wanna, like you want to move and like when you're holding like a plank or a boat pose and it's dead silent you're like okay this is the literally longest minute of my life yeah or you could be listening to a song like you know singing along your head and you're all of a sudden not thinking of the pose mm. it's so you true. go somewhere else yeah. so it actually like 
you know, I think we get a lot of criticism where people are like, it's so distracting. It's like filling your mind with all this stuff. But mm. for me, like it clears my head and like brings you me get into lost a space in where it. like, yeah, like when again, not a runner or any type of worker outer, <laughs> but when I am, you know, cause I do understand I have to do cardio. So when I am on the treadmill, like if it's a good playlist, like I forget that I'm on there for a half an hour. Yeah. Right. Like it goes so fast. Yeah. Did you experience any backlash from the yoga community when you started integrating modern music yeah. with vinyasa flows? Yeah. I mean, we get called not real yoga all the time. Wow. How do you deal with that? It's not really up to these people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's so interesting about yoga is that there aren't any rules. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's these, like, people have put rules in place because that's how they were taught. Like, the Yoga Alliance is new. It's only, like, 25 years old. Mm. The woman who trained me, who led my teacher training, was grandfathered into the system. Wow. There was no, like, there weren't all these parameters and these rules around it. It wasn't, you know, so serious. It was really meant to be practiced, like, just you and your teacher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's when it, you know, became westernized, became more of a group thing Then it... I don't know. I think it changed a little bit. So that's, you know, with the darkness and like what we're trying to do is like, it's you and your mat. That's it. That's it. You and your mat and the teacher. Yeah. It's your time. Do you. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Okay. Talk to us about merch because your merch is. What do you want to know? It's just like stellar. Like who who makes the puns? Because they're so good. It's been like, so we do have. um, Plank you next. Oh, oh, that, that is was good. That was Madison. So that goes out to Madison. That, who uh, every is time you need that shirt, I know I need it. It's I need so it. good. That goes out to her. She is um is our social media manager. So Perfect. she handles all of our social accounts, and she just went on that so quick and you so know, quick. It was like the next day. It was amazing. Yeah. And Melanie, who's our director of retail, she um we keep like a stock of like blanks. Just in case we want to really hit on those, you know, pop culture moments. Amazing. And it was just like, it worked. And people like, that it beyond works. funny. Yeah, that's super funny. So fun. It just, it just like brings it back to reality. I don't know. I just, it's so relatable. It's so honest. I yeah. don't know. I love it. Yeah. Um, what, what would you say would be one of the proudest moments you've had since starting Y7? Oh, I, I mean, I think one of the biggest things that happened was, um, I was on the cover of Ink Magazine this year. Yes, you were. Oh, my God. Yeah, Damn, for girl. For the Ink 500 list. And That's we were number 80. And for a company that was self-funded for the first two and a half years, like, we just got an office in the beginning of 2017. Like, my team is all only, like, two years old, not even, yeah. like... And I'm so proud of them. Like, we really, like, they're all teams of one. Like, it's really amazing to see all the growth that was, like, truly, like, it's not, like, it's not just me. Like, mm. I'm actually not very good at, like, most things. So, like, it's all of them, like, really mm. being really great at their jobs, mm-hmm. being, you know, so diligent and really believing in what we're doing. And it's, like, that growth is really them. Like, yeah. we, I mean, we're among such amazing companies that, are I mean bringing in you know tens of millions of dollars yeah. and so it was really cool to be recognized on that kind of level That's and so great especially That's as amazing a fitness concept which I think boutique fitness is something that is a little bit newer um in terms of you know it's not a big pharma company right yeah so i mean that's so self-aware of you to say and i think we've touched on this in the podcast before where like founders 
you need to hire people that can do these jobs better than you can. Well, or you, you need to listen. identify your weaknesses and be like, okay, let me hire someone to do that. Not just oh, hiring yeah. out, like, but like... I like... There are things that like have to happen. I'm like, no, you do. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> It's too hard. It's just stuff that, like, I don't like. I'm really bad at operating. Like, I'm not good at like the physical space stuff. Like, looking Mm. at like contracts and finding like, I don't know. Like, God bless Alex, who's my director of ops. Like, she handles that shit. She handles the GCs. She's like doing the plumbing. She's on the phone with the city. I'm like, great, thank you. I gotta go. I gotta go. (laughs) I gotta love you. You're doing great, sweetie. I love (laughs) you, donuts on your desk. But that's um, like so smart of you because if you can identify the areas that you're either A, not good at or B, don't like doing, hire out, surround yourself with really smart people. That's just the makings of a good team, which then in place is a foundation to make a good business. And I don't, I truly believe that you can't do anything on your own. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you can, but you're not so going to you 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 want burnt to. out. You're yeah. not going to be as good as it. Yeah. Like, you're just not gonna be as good yeah what's do you have any burnout tips like how you hustle as an entrepreneur <laughs> but don't burn out i'm the worst <laughs> like i like i'm i work all the time like mm-hmm. i don't care i guess like because like I, we're still such a startup right i think like i don't have the luxury yet of being like i'm gonna turn off for 48 hours mm. on a tuesday but you obviously haven't burned out so. i mean i have meltdowns yeah like i'll have yeah, little meltdowns course. where i'll hysterically cry for about an hour and then i'm over it or like and I also like was talking to someone earlier about like hobbies. I was like I mean, I my sit on my couch. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, like okay. what do you do in your free time? I'm like, I literally sit on the couch a Girl, lot you're because busy. that's yes. how like that's I how you wind down burnout. Like I just you know you have I to really unplug. like true crime. There you go. So, you know, you got your shows. any show that is about true crime, I'm Fabulous. there. I am <laughs> laser focused. Well, we are not crime sisters. Yeah, wow. We, we did not get we, this bug. We didn't get it. You're the second person this week that's, that's been brought like up so crime. crime. I love true crime. Oh, my goodness. Really? I'm, so, I'm, I'm so afraid. I can't sleep for weeks if I watch true crime. Are you oh, into, yeah. like, the crime podcasts and shit? Like, oh, wow. wow. Yeah, You're people, really into people it. People are, like, really gung-ho about that shit. Yeah. It's like. I'm just so confused. Okay. Like, what is yeah, it's happening? a mystery. It's a yeah. mystery. You know? I like mysteries. Yeah, thriller. I can yeah, see. Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah, the yeah. mystery side that. of it. It doesn't need to be true. Yep. You know, it could be like, <laughs> you know. Made up. I'm totally cool with reading fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as there's you know, crime. As long as there's crime. <laughs> you know, da Vinci Code, Dan Brown, here for it. Oh, my wow. God. I love that book. I read it when I was 13, and I loved it. I know. I read it when I was young, too, and, like. Kind of I don't even know what you read. I loved it. I don't what know why. Was I was like obsessed it's a with mystery. It. It's like, what's that movie with Nicolas Cage with the dollar bill and like the. the oh, yeah, the oh. is it that? National, National Treasure. Treasure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not true crime. Just a little fun little mystery. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that was a good <laughs> one. You know? Oh my God, you're not, so funny. There's not a lot of depth to it. But Love it. <laughs> Mysteries are good. Everyone listening to this is going to be like, what the fuck is oh my wrong God, with no, this No, everyone's going to be like, I'm uh, going straight to Y7. I'm going this, straight to Y7. Is this what I get? That's is this like, the experience I, guess that's I get? that's my hobby. That's my little like lame, like, <laughs> no, we love it. perfect girl thing that's that perfect. I do. So that's just like perfect. wind down and entertain myself. That's not like about work. No, you need to. You need you need yeah. something. Whatever so that helps you turn hobby. your mind off. See? Land fictional no, mysteries. And I no, I'm glad you said that because I think people are so like scared that they're supposed to have like all these different hobbies and different things they're supposed to be doing after work and it's you know, you're filling up you know, it's like 
man, I fucking like to watch TV and sit on my couch. That's fine. That's you're, you're such a TV couch watcher. Life. I am. I see I'm, like, a ba- I'm a TV bed watcher. I'm not. I have not been watching TV lately. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't have cable. Either do we. No, neither do we. But I'm a big, like, you know, Netflix. I'm not into, like, I don't really like reality. Like, I don't, it's not really my thing. Mm. Got See, it. she's batch nation. Because then I insane. get really upset. Both of mine. Like, I get I really like, upset. Sometimes things, like, happen. I get really upset about it. I'm like, thanks, person. You just made us real. all look fucking dumb. Oh, in reality, TV? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Because yeah. it's, like, yeah. real stuff is happening. Oh, I love no one things. can see my face right now. <laughs> she really, just scratched her face. It's like really special. Um, oh my gosh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, so back to Y seven. What's next? Uh, any new openings? Are you, you coming to tease? San Diego by any chance? And if you do, hit me up first because I'm going to tell you exactly where I'm going to need the location. Okay, noted. <laughs> like yes. in your Will building, not go there without you. Yes, without your blessing. Consent. Thank you. On the lease. <laughs> okay. Um, we are looking to expand more in LA. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, good. A ton, you know, a ton more West Side. I think you know we have yeah. Silver Lake. Um, West Hollywood's just like smack in the middle. Really great central location. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking West Side to expand. Um, and then we have a couple in New York that we're looking at. A couple more. How many do you have in New York um, right now? We have 10 in New York right now. Wow. Yeah, 10 in New York and 10 in LA. Yeah. (sighs) And so we're looking at like outer boroughs um, a little bit. We only have nine of the 10 Manhattan studios, or sorry, nine of the 10 New York studios are in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, looking in Brooklyn, Queens, um, into those markets. Um, And then Chicago. Ooh. I'm actually going in a couple days look at some real estate do some real estate touring look at neighborhoods and hopefully um fingers crossed we'll have that open by the end of the year very exciting this is amazing okay tell everyone where where they they can can find you you. where they can find y7 plug yourself Um, oh plug myself (gasps) oh wait 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 wait. oh Oh, sorry before Uh we do it what does Y7 stand for? Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, it's that's really, a great question. I literally was like, wait. And I tried to research it before. I was like, this is going to be so dumb. But I can't find it. What so, is it? Drum roll. The <laughs> Y stands for yoga. Shocker. Okay. <laughs> and the seven <laughs> represents the seven chakras. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. It's not great. like some deep. I know everyone's cool. like, what is it? I'm like almost embarrassed because it's not like some deep <laughs> personal meaning. No, it's good. I it like was, it. But it rolls Thank off you. Why seven? Why seven? Why seven? Perfect. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, yeah. anyways. Okay, plug yourself. You. Um, you can find me if you want to follow me or pay attention to me at all, which I don't know if you want to. <laughs> it's on Instagram at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H underscore Ayako, A-Y-A-K-O. It's my middle name because my first and last name are very common, and I was getting a lot of messages for other people who are not me. Oh, great. So, you know, just going <laughs> to branch off there. Um, and for all things Y7, you can just follow Y7 at Y7 Studio. Very nice. That's love it. it. Thank you Thank so you much for so coming much for on. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Love you, sisters. Love you, See you sisters. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you 
you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 